Um, we're doing one camera today, or? Are you doing Are you doing all two? No, I don't think so. I was just making sure. Yeah, yeah. So two. Oh uh, yeah, this one. Right okay. Here. Um, three. Is that three? What number is that? This one's three. That's three. That's three. Okay, cute. I was about to say two's about to be a really unflattering. Uh, Next uh, turn. Where's the two? I don't uh, see it. Oh, right there. Down over there. Okay, so for it. me, I literally have to like, <laughs> as if I'm like the Exorcist, like <laughs> turn around. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a fierce opening. But welcome everyone to me, myself, and I'm Joey G, Bad Bussy, all that, whatever you want to call me. DM me if you want to. <laughs> um, I'm here with a very special guest. He's responsible for some of my best nights out, honestly, here in the city. I love him to death. He has fucking amazing taste. He's gorgeous, talented, looks like Linda Vangelisa just a little bit. And is a fantastic writer as well. And a fellow journalist as well, John Ali. Hello. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank the, you for the intro. <laughs> I mean, I, we have to do something. Hello. Yeah, I love I love that. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I do feel like we're like kindred spirits in a lot of ways. We are. I kind of, in my head, I have this fantasy of like, I feel like we're cousins in a weird way. Like if we were to stand like 12 feet away from a white person, they'd think we were related. <laughs> Yes. You know, they'd be like, oh, yeah, these two Puerto Rican cousins. And I'm like, um, yeah, sure, I guess. I feel like that's just like. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't even remember how I first met you. Was it was it you coming to one of the parties? I think so. I actually think I met you through Giuseppe first, my best okay. friend. Because okay. he wrote um, an article about one of his songs for Billboard. Yes, 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 yes. And I was like, oh, he has a playlist. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I started diving into Queer Necessities and all mm -hmm, that. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, who's in charge of this? You and then. Okay. And I was like, oh, he's in the city. He's DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was like the trickle effect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I honestly, like, I've realized that I'm kind of like the biggest, like, Instagram, Twitter creep in a way, but I just think I'm well researched. Mm -hmm. You know, like yeah. if there's somebody that I want to get to know, I'm interested in, I want to go support them, like I'll do all the things. Yeah. I'll follow, I'll DM, all yeah. of that. I don't consider it thirsty. I just consider it curious. Yeah, you're in the know. You want to know, Baba. You want you want to know about people that you're interested in. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Exactly. As opposed to like ignoring the, them, their entire ex existence. <laughs> yeah, because people will do that, and then they'll follow you, or they're like ghost follow you, and they'll look at your stories. And then when you're out in the same room in like a close vicinity, they'll mm -hmm. just like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, be you... present. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that. You should. You should. I always feel like you should. Like if you're interested in something, you see somebody that you you like their vibe, or you like the way they dress, or whatever the case may mm -hmm. be. It's always good to like maybe like throw that out there to them in a way, like a wink yeah. wink, as if that means just like commenting or showing up to a gig that they're doing or, you know, anything. I exactly. Think I good. think like we're never too good to not shoot our shot. Yes. You know, like for yes. anything, like for yes. dating, relationships, there's an instance literally as I was coming into studio just now, um, something that happened in the elevator, a very fortunate run-in with somebody that I'll tell you after we record, but like mm -hmm. that happened because I shot my shot and I was like, are you? So and so and so, and they're like, yeah, da, da, da. yeah, they're coming on the show soon. So great shit happens when you just fucking speak to people, yeah, and be a nice person and yeah. look people in the eyes when you're talking to them, yeah. And you do all that, and that's why I like you because some people <laughs> could be like talented, throw really good parties or whatever, and then you talk to them and they're just like, they're not like a girl's girl, yeah, yeah, which is fine because it's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. But you're very that. Thank that's you, much thank you. I feel like I do kind of like take that on as like part of it. Mm -hmm. For sure, I think uh, because I think I needed that for so long when I first moved to New York. 
Um, so like I, I always like put that like as a reminder in my head, like meeting people, like they might be a little nervous or scared to talk to you for yeah. whatever the reason, you know, might, you know, and it's just like try to make everyone feel welcome is very much part of like my vibe. Yeah. Especially when you're like curating events. Yeah. Too, because yeah, there could be like a, was it? No, you go ahead. It's very much part of it. Yeah. Cause you know, like there could be like a really fierce event, but then like you run into the people that throw it and they're maybe not the most welcoming. Then it, you know, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth yeah. about the night where it's like every time I go to Playhouse, like, yeah, I'm going to hear great music. Mm-hmm, I'm going to dance mm-hmm. my ass off. But like, we're also going to kiki a little bit. I know it's going to be genuine. Like mm-hmm. you just bring a good energy. Thank you. And that's, I try, I try, <laughs> I try. Where are you from? I just, I grew up in, I grew up in Jersey. Oh, really? I'm a New Jersey boy. Yeah. Where in Jersey? I don't know anything. Somewhere about in the trash. <laughs> uh, okay. Just kidding. I grew up actually at a lot of places in Jersey, or like I like to quote uh, um, Teresa Judice from Real Housewives of New Jersey. I'm from Patterson. Patterson. Um, yeah, yeah. So I grew up, I was born in Patterson, New Jersey. Okay. Uh, and then we kind of moved around in Jersey a lot. So I went from like Patterson, New Jersey. Uh, Saddlebrook, New Jersey. And then my parents wanted to buy a home. So we went up all the way up in the woods to Sussex County. Damn. And then my dad passed. And then we moved back mm. down to Bergen County. And then I was like bouncing around in New Jersey for a while until I was like, well, it's time for me to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have siblings? Yeah. I'm the oldest of three. Yeah. Damn. So I was the first. I have a younger oh. brother, younger sister. They're five, my brother and I are five years apart. My sister and him are um, a year apart. So they're closer in age. I'm kind of like the one that was first, got to exist for a while, mm-hmm. and then they came in. <laughs> Interesting. So how was that growing up as, as the yeah. older child? Because I'm the second to youngest. Okay. So it's a different kind of complex in ways. Mm-hmm. How is it for you? Being the first, and I think a lot of people who, who are the first can relate to this, is that you're kind of like the one going through everything. Mm-hmm. You're the first that does everything. So you're the first one that gets in trouble. You're the first one who doesn't do this right. You're the first one who yep. shouldn't be doing this. You know what I mean? It's like you kind of have to deal with all the bad, your parents learning right. how to take care of a, a child, a, child yeah. a human being. Mm-hmm. So I say that part kind of sucks, especially when you come from a... Uh, to, you know, like both my parents, you know, my mom was Puerto Rican. My dad was Peruvian side. They both came here to like live a better life. Mm-hmm. They met each other when they were very young. They had me when I, my mom was 21 when she had me. Aww. So she, I can't even imagine having a kid at 21. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, you know, like they were very much like young adults raising a baby. Yeah. So, I mean, my child was good. I could, I think like later on, like as I was getting a little bit older, I realized, you know, they were definitely like, two very working class mm-hmm. people trying to make it happen, you know? Like, yeah. we, But then I never felt that because I felt like I had everything I needed, you know what I mean? It wasn't until later when like I was becoming a teenager and all that stuff where like I was kind of like figuring myself out, realizing that, you know, I might be a little bit different than all the other yeah. uh, boys and girls and non-existent dems at the time. <laughs> yeah. uh, that like things were a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. And I f- did get a little bit of that at home, more so from my mom, just because I think she was just raised, you know, in Puerto Rico. Like you kind of like are not really taught there yep. to like accept anything like that. Like if you show any sort of like femininity, it was like not necessarily celebrated. Yeah. Um, so I definitely got a little bit of that at home. Um, and you know, you know, eh, to say like it never affected me, it would be a lie because like it totally mm-hmm. did. Um, 
and like my relationship with my mom now like is definitely good and we're we're a lot like better than we ha- we were a couple years ago right and, but it was just because i would uh i would uh not like necessarily blame but like hold a lot of like of these like things that i had to learn through her that she made me feel when I was like so young, you yeah. know, like I wasn't encouraged, you know, I wasn't like the femininity was like drowned upon and like things that I was interested mm-hmm. in were like kind of like nudged. Okay. You could like that, but also like, I don't necessarily want you to love Keep that it to a minimum. Yeah. yeah. Or don't, you know, don't bring like your Barbies or whatever. Like when we go to our cousins or wherever or to school or things like that. So it's like being like a diet version. Yeah. Like I, I had to always like kind of like dim my, my own like personality in a sense. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, a lot of unlearning, a lot of therapy. Yeah. Highly recommend. Yeah, girl, I think it's a start. Like I've, like I did, like a BetterHelp like trial, and I was like, shout out for whoever like does better help and it works fiercely for them but like that shit did not work fiercely yeah. for me. My therapist Je- Jessica, shout out to her, but she was just like, love that for you, and I'm like, okay, yeah, can I can I get a little something? You know, I've here? heard mixed stories. You know, yeah, I've heard mixed stories about that experience, like better help experience, because I did use better help as well, uh-huh. and that's what was my biggest thing about like the, my I didn't want to do it because I've heard from a lot of couple of friends that it's like that's yeah. the case. I think I, I was one of the lucky ones. I got oh, a nice. therapist who was actually like genuinely amazing. Love. She was like a, uh, I could feel like her spirit just through like talking nice. to her on the phone. And I made her laugh a lot, which I, I think she was not supposed to tell me. But she like there was one night or one yep. day where I was talking to her. She's like, you know what, John? I'm not supposed to say this to you, but I really like you. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. Yeah, like it was. I was thrown off by it, but it was it was great. So like, unfortunately, I know that there's been some horror stories for better help. I think maybe yeah. it's just like trying diff- different therapists out. Yeah, like, I just need to try different one. Or I still find it like a great like transitional way to like go into the world of therapy. You yeah. Know? Like right now, I'm looking for like in person therapists or whatever. So I'm even online, but yeah. like. It was nice to have that like intro, even though it wasn't like to my liking. I yeah, yeah. how I would have dreamed it to be and everything. But you mentioned like you kind of having like some feelings of resentment, like towards yes. your mom. That yes. was when you got older. Like, did you realize when you got older and you're pursuing things that you wanted? You're like, damn. Well, I think it's like it was hap- like in the moment when it's happening, you don't realize how much it's affecting you. Yeah. You know, like when my mom would like yell at me about you know, dressing a certain way or not approving of sometimes even like the music I like. Like I could vividly remember specifically like uh, blasting The Boy Is Mine in the car whenever it would come on and singing those lyrics, The Boy Is Mine. Like my mom would like, you know, she would not like, she was not into that. Like do not be singing The Boy Is Mine. You know, and I remember those things, you know, and I don't, Mm. and it's funny, like in the moment you're like, oh, I didn't realize that was a problem. Yeah. But now I guess this is a problem. Yeah. and then like things like that. And then later on, like when I was like really like getting more into like more like more like confident in myself mm-hmm. without having to, her approval. Yeah. It was becoming a little bit more of a challenge because I wasn't fully out yet, but like I was like figuring it out. Um, and then when I like fully came out, you know, that was it was definitely rough because I could feel that there was a protectiveness there. Yeah. And when I look back at it now, I know that's like a lot of what it is. Mm-hmm. It's like, like again, the first child syndrome, of you know, course. being the first everything. And then mm-hmm. my mom had to deal with being like, you know, dealing with three kids on her yeah. own. My dad passed when I was 13, you know, and she's like raising these three kids on her own. And then the, the child that she's kind of looking at, uh, at 
as being like the helper, yeah. the dad of the now the dad of the, right. the, the family. I was like fully like babysitting my my brother and sister all the time, like telling them to do their homework, mm-hmm. cooking them dinner sometimes because my mom would have to work like nights, like all these things. You know, I was very much like the older brother, but also like father, like a sibling, like the parent figure for yeah. them for a long time. So, I think uh, me being gay and all these things that she was unaware of, didn't know, have too much knowledge about. Yeah. She kind of jumped to like full like defense mode. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. what this is. I don't know what to do with this. So instead of like embracing it, she was very much yeah. like, kind of like almost like pushing it away. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, this is a problem. I'm not going to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So that obviously did not help me. Completely. <laughs> that like put me like in a space where I had to deal with a lot of things alone. Yeah. And... And like I can look back at it now and talk about it like freely and not have a problem with it because okay. of the work that I've been able to do for myself and the time I've taken to care take care of myself and also just like look at it from a perspective that's maybe less selfish because I could be yeah. so angry at her all the time. And yeah. you know, sometimes I do have those days where I don't want to talk to her and those feelings come resurfacing back. Yeah. But then I also have to like look at it with a little a bit more grace and like look at it at her perspective and see that you know i can imagine like having to raise three kids all by yourself having to make sure we all had food on the table making sure all this stuff you know and then on top of that have to deal with someone like me who's a very like strong-willed like Mm -hmm. free human spirit which is like the opposite of who you are and the opposite of what you grew up with yep you know it was a lot it was a lot so you know i look back at it now and i I, as much as like, there was a lot of things that I really wish didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like hold it against her or like uh, have this huge re- resentment uh, uh, towards her about it. At least not anymore. Yeah. I, t- I use, I take that line that, uh, and this is also very gay of me, uh, that uh, Kylie exactly. Sonique Love yep. used in uh, All Stars during that like panel challenge yep. where she was like, uh, don't let like your childhood trauma like deal with your adult decisions or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And like I think that's like the the most simplest way to put it. But it's so perfect. It's so good. So perfect. Yeah. So that's kind of how like I, I, I live with it now. But yeah, it was a little rough, but you know. Yeah. The I think the the main resentment I think happened for a while wasn't even about like the gay part. It was like the the unencouragement that I got. Oof. Yeah. Because, Little things you wanted to do, you just simply couldn't. Yeah. You don't know why, but you just couldn't. Yeah. Was that it? Because when I think about it, I think like had I been so encouraged, had I been told, you're welcome to do this, you're like, why? Yeah, you're obsessed with that. You should totally just like lead into that more. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of things in my career or in my life would have progressed a lot faster if it wasn't yep. for all that. And I think the, a little bit of the res- resentment is that, like, had you not stalled my ass, this Literally. would have already been the process five years ago. Exactly. Like, don't <laughs> don't be my parent and stop my back, yeah, too, at yeah. the same time. Exactly. You know, that's a really good way to put it. And I've been, like, trying to find the word for that as well because that's literally same story with me and like my mom is like my best friend like we're great now and like growing up we're like besties and all that same story yeah. to the t like completely and a lot of her things was like fear-based and we're both girls from overseas and everything <laughs> so it's much different there as well because my parents are fucking egyptian so like their mindset over there is so much stricter I, than it I, is yeah, i was gonna say that's even more strict than my stuff <laughs> you know to like my white friends and like their parents that are just like yeah like go ahead like be yourself or at least like We'll give them a little bit of like levity when it comes to like being themselves. But that's the word encouragement. Mm-hmm. That's the thing 
that was missing. I understand that feeling of like growing up and just being like, well, damn, I never yeah. got to pursue this till I'm what, like 25. Mm -hmm. Whereas like these kids have been doing such since like they were kids, like I always wanted to go do like dancing and yeah. singing and like theater and stuff like that. And I remember I enrolled in like my high school's dance class and I did a semester of it. And it's still to this day, it was like the best like three months ever mm -hmm. of my life. And I'm just like, damn. And everyone in that class was like, you're meant for this. Like you should be a dancer. Like this yeah. is what you should do. And I always have those moments where I'll think <laughs> back and I'm like, I'm over all the stuff like my parents and I've been through, but I'm just like, damn, I could have been like on the Renaissance tour or yes, something. Yes, I mean, who knows? Yes. But like, you know, I'm like, but that encouragement wasn't there. Yeah, it wasn't there. You know, and you could have friends that are just like, well, just do it anyways. But it's different when, when it's like, you have to go home to it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Or when you're out there doing it and there's a complete absence of it. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do at your dance show and like everybody else's parents are there and yours aren't? Because not because they're busy or they had work or they're working overnights. It's like, no, because they simply don't support it and don't yes. want to. That's a different yeah. feeling. Even vocalizing it, it sounds so like, ugh, yeah. it's so much more harsh when you vocalize it. No, yeah. It's crazy. It's, I 100% know that feeling. No, I feel like when I was, I mean, I started even when I was like starting like um, my blog and mm -hmm. stuff back in the day, like 2016, like, you know, it was very hush hush. I would do it like as a hobby quietly in my room. Really? Um, you know, like she wasn't aware of any of that. And it's also some, well, it's cause I was mostly hiding it from like everyone mm. that I even knew. But um, like me not wanting to go to school and stuff and pursue like what I was doing. Like she didn't understand it. You know what I mean? Like I was always interested yeah. in music. Like that was a thing like I was like forever obsessed with. Like I yep. wasn't interested in sports. I wasn't interested in like learning at school about yep. art or all of this stuff. I like fully would, my focus was always music, like pop stars, always, like all of that. I was just like obsessed. I was like an yeah. obsessed person with, and I still am, you know, it's yep. still there. But, um, and like, you know, she, she would definitely like spend money, some coin on things that I liked. Like yeah. I remember her taking me to a couple stores to like buy the Britney Spears, my prerogative DVD yep, that was absolutely. like unavailable anywhere. <laughs> like, you know, she would have her moments, you know? Yeah. You know, little glimpses of like, yes, like this woman is like, you know, parenting and not caring, but also, you know, um, but, uh, they yeah. would find ways to kind of like dilute it yeah. a little bit. Joe and I were talking about this the other day and like his mom used to buy him like Hannah Montana wigs and like she would make it as if like she's getting them for like her daughters mm. and not yeah. her son. Yeah. You know? Uh, and it's so crazy because now thing. it's like, it's, I feel like that's like uh, like a taboo thing. Like granted, depending on the area you live, but I feel mm -hmm. like in more like, you know, progressive areas, like the, the kids these gays, these days, these gays, the kids these gays. Yeah. <laughs> The kids days. these days, like they have it, like you know, a lot easier, which is yeah. amazing and beautiful. Which is amazing. But I do sometimes get a little jealous because, like, I wish, like, I wish at twenty one, I had like that freedom to just do exactly yeah. what I wanted to do. Because yeah. so much of my like uh, late teens and early twenties was like there was still that like self doubt, and there was still that like, yeah. should I be doing this? Like, am I good mm -hmm. enough to be doing this? Like, all this like Absolutely. feelings that like would hold me back. And a lot of, I mean, it carried on to like the work that I was doing, like at an early age, you know, mm. like these, these days we've got like these young TikTok stars and young YouTubers and stuff like that. Yeah. And I mean, I was doing all those things like when I was 16. Yeah. And I mean, I'm 32 now. So like, I, I like feel like an old man, you know, yeah, which you're not, <laughs> I'm not, but like, had I like 
was able to hone on it a lot earlier. Yeah. I'm like, I wonder what things would have looked like, you know? Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I choose not to focus on that because yeah. we're doing good. Exactly. We're doing, good. doing fantastic. <laughs> but that's a really good point, though, because especially now where it feels like anyone who, like, takes off or has a really big career is, like, some type of, like, childhood prodigy, you know, that, like, yep. started little. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck, here I am at 25 years old <laughs> starting my career. It's completely fine. Like, but it it's just the times happens. and everyone has their own journey. You yeah. Know? And that's another thing is like, you can't like what I've learned over time and what I used to do so much when I yeah. first started, it's like I would constantly compare myself to see how mm-hmm. like other people were doing. And then it wasn't until later when I started like getting older. Then I was like, why am I comparing myself to this person and this person, this person? I'm like, obviously the reason why I've been able to like do all the things I love to do and the reason why I've become like successful at it is because I'm the one doing it. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I've been having that moment like this week too where I'm usually not that girl that will compare myself, but this week has been that week and I'm just like, Joey, let's reel it back. You got to have those voices. Yeah, like let's calm down a little bit. Like it's really not that deep. And my thing is, is like, being real, like I'll practice and do the whole gig of like when people like talk about me and like my achievements, I'm just like, we all have our own lane, you know, <laughs> like you're doing great for yourself. I'm doing great. Maybe I'm just like here and whatnot. And then when I'm comparing myself, I'm just like, girl, you're being a hypocrite. Like yeah, yeah. here you are telling people to like stay in your own lane and you know, it's all good and fine when you're doing well, but when somebody else is doing well, you're low key hating on them. Like yes. don't be a fake girl, be a pretty yes. girl and be a nice yes. girl. It's easier said than done. Of course. And those voices do have their days where they're super loud, mm-hmm. but you kind of just have to like counteract them. Yeah. Like, kind of like, I, I I use like that. There's like another voice in my head that I like, I like I fight with. Kind of like the, in all the movies, classic little cartoons, you little angel, angel devil. devil. Yep. And you know, I'm a Gemini. So like, that's my whole life. Oh, you are <laughs> work. Okay, hot. Yeah. <laughs> so like, that's what I attested to. It's like my little angel, my little devil. Yep. And they constantly fighting all the time, sometimes at the same time while I'm speaking. <laughs> um, And I'm just very much more friends with like the angel than I am the devil. <laughs> yeah. I just tell myself to slow down. Yeah. I had so many moments like that this morning. Something happened. I was just like, just slow down, put some George Michael on and shut up. Yeah. Like it's cool. Yes. And you could bitch about it to your friends later. Like yeah, yeah. it's completely fine. And yes. we're doing great. Yes. You know? Yeah. But I want to ask you too, like with like your childhood and everything, what was like, or who was your first love? Like for music? Like, wise? like listening, like artist wise. Yeah. Like who was the first artist that like so say like you're here now working in this industry, DJing, writing, all that. Who's the artist that like kind of brought you to? What's funny that is path? like uh, my dad. So my dad was actually the musical one, um, uh, and my okay, like, granted like my 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 mom and my mm. dad like loved listening to music on like it was always on on the house, right. in the car, in the house. I would I would wake up to music being played because my dad would be like making eggs and like making us breakfast with Radio music on. blasting, yeah. and and every time it was a different like artist. It was like. So one morning it would be like Mark Anthony or mm-hmm. the next morning it would be like Nelly Furtado or wow. like, like he was so like eclectic with his music taste. So mm-hmm. I, I test him to like my love of music for sure. And my first two CDs that I ever owned and I think were my first two loves uh-huh. <laughs> because of that is, it's fu- they're funny. You're not going to expect it. It's okay. Casey and Jojo and uh, Brandy. Those were my first love. two CDs. 
And so I, I obviously gravitated towards Brandy more mm-hmm. because she loves a female vocalist. Exactly. <laughs> was it Never Say Never? Or was yeah, it, it was Never Say Never. Oh, I had I was aware, already aware of her with the first album of with course. Baby Baby and I, I Want to Get Down, like mm-hmm. all that. But uh, the, she was like very much in her- The moment. In her pocket, yeah. like at her like best of best moment um, during Never Say Never era. And that I like wore that CD out and really? I became a full stan after that. Cause I was just Aww. obsessed with her voice. She has yeah. such a beautiful voice. Vocal Bible. Yeah, like so For good. Reason. So Brandy, Brandy was definitely like my first like love. Cause mm-hmm. I like was just like, this is my first CD. And then eventually my dad would have this like, uh, once a week, he would take me to like Coconut Records, like near us, Love, yeah, uh, which doesn't exist anymore. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, but uh, he would take me to Coconut Records like once a week, like on New Music Tuesday. That's when it used to be on Tuesdays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would let me pick a CD, like anything I wanted, whether it be like a CD single, which mm-hmm. they would make back then, or exactly. just like a new album that had come out. And I remember it was like around the time when he was doing that for me. It was like around Aww. like the big pop. Arrival, yeah, you know, like Britney, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, Mandy Moore, Jessica Simpson, like all those people. Um, so then, like, I became like very much obsessed with like that world, like Mm -hmm. the Britney. Britney, like, was my queen. You know, she she became my queen very fast. She's in the background on my phone, like, still everything. (laughs) Love, yeah. Britney was my first love too. Oops, was my first CD ever got. I feel like every gay has that story where they like drag their parents to like a record store or for me in my instance was Kmart <laughs> and I'd be like let's get this Britney CD my birthday is a few days ago <laughs> let's go it was that and then Emancipation yes was my like second CD. yeah that was later on but yeah that yeah. was a notable yeah yeah one I feel like we're just like our generation too we're kind of like TRL babies like were very you a that. TRL we were very girl? influenced by TRL yeah. yeah totally because that's all we had that's literally all there we was had. no YouTube or like Spotify no. telling us what to listen to it no. was MTV was telling us what to listen to yeah and to see the video like that 30 seconds of that video is what you would get mm. you know now there's like you know like Comcast cable and Xfinity and blah 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 and all that stuff where like you could go into music designated channels that literally play the videos in yes. full and whatnot. Whereas like when we were growing up, like MTV was past that point of just uh-huh. playing videos on rotation. So it was like shows whatnot. So TRL literally was just the only opportunity. Yeah, I would vote in and like uh, try to have like Britney always be number one. Yes. Yeah, and like all that. I remember, yeah. And I was yeah, that show was like a moment. It I really wish was. I wish sometimes I wish we kind of had something like that now. I don't know if it would work in the same ex- level because it was such a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. Like people would line up outside if a celebrity was coming. Mm-hmm. Like in New York. Yeah. No one wants to be in Times Square if you live here. In February. But people would do it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All for the moment just for a celebrity to see them from like from three the stories up. Yeah. Just be like, hi. And they uh, would go crazy over it. Like, like that when, kind of phenomenon. So iconic. Like when Britney did the In the Zone special and she like performed me against the music and Boo Boo out in the cold. And I think there is what, like 20 something thousand people outside like in February. The only time that happens is New Year's. Yeah. And they did just for this little lady from Louisiana. Yeah. Like that's crazy. And it was happening like every day, like Monday through through Friday. This this was happening. Like TRL was like a huge thing. So of course it was very like vital in my like. Yeah music tastes and of course like uh i was also like obsessed with the host like carson, carson daly and like La 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 was on for a minute. At some point. like yep. i was like obsessed with them they always had like the best people doing it yep they're yep. the best hosts and it was like perfectly unscripted yeah anything could happen like yep. mariah had her whole ice cream yes. moment, which people call a breakdown but i call it performative excellence yeah, like yeah. 
It was. It was a perfect. bet. It was a canned bet. It was, like, it was a canned bet. We love a canned bet. That was definitely a canned bet. And there was ice cream too. Mariah is all about a canned bet. Okay, Always. she's the canned bet queen. She calls him a moment, yeah, which yeah. I love. And being a lamb, I've digested, and now I'll be like doing anything, and my friend will be like, "What are we cooking tonight?" I'll be like, "Um, some type of like curry." Da da. It'll be a moment, and I'm just like, "Who the fuck have I become?" You just consumed all of it. Yeah, yeah we just you're, like you're, you're a child of consuming all of it. Literally. I'm I'm like, I don't feel related to my siblings at all. I feel like I resemble Brittany, Mariah, and uh-huh, maybe uh-huh. some Janet. Yeah, That's and really I, I encourage you to just stay there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're much more entertaining people anyways, and they're kind of whatever. But how did you take your love for music to then being involved in it? Like writing, blogging, yeah. and all that. Honestly, it was all like a happy accident. And I want to say most of the things... Like that I'm doing now happen because of like happy accidents. Mm. You know what I mean? And by that, I just mean... Uh, at home when I was just like in my own little bubble, because uh, at some point we had moved up to Sussex County, which is like in Jersey, but it's in a area in Jersey where there's not a lot of options for you as far I as see. like going out and yeah. hanging out. With, it's like you had Dunkin' Donuts and Walmart parking lots. Hot. There was a movie theater for like 45 minutes, like, Damn. and I wasn't driving, you know, so like you kind of had to make do with what you yeah. had around you. And m- me was staying in my room like being like obsessed with being on the internet and just yeah. like constantly like going through music forums and mm. reading like rolling stone and then like like just like constantly All like absorbing like re- material of like mm-hmm. music everything you know yeah. and i kind of uh there was a day where I was, oh, oh so I would ha- I have to give credit to uh, Jared Ang, who is the owner and founder of Just Jared, uh, the celebrity gossip yep. website. Um, he was kind of like a, a little bit of an encourager in a sense, too, because uh, I would send him music recommendations mm-hmm. through like their tips at Just Jared email. Gotcha, yeah. Because I, would, I was Aww. so like such a fan of their site. That I was like, you should be, and I could tell like they were interested in music just by like always visiting the yeah, site. Completely. But I was so interested in like, I didn't know how to like share my music interests mm-hmm. that I would share it with them because I would want them to write about this artist. Yeah. And like post about this artist. So at some point he saw that I was uh, doing it a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, this just kid, like, who is this gay in our Gmail? This kid needs some, someone yeah. else uh-huh. to like express this. And he was like, you know, you should just really start your own thing, like write your own blog. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I could do that. And he like gave me all these link options. Aww. And um, he sent me like a, a blog spot link. And I kind of just like was Googling music blog spot. Wow. And I found all these other websites, like other blogs that were kind of doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I could do this. I could, I could learn how to do this. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just picked it up and just like was doing it as like as a hobby. It was yeah. just like I was at home by myself and I would spend hours. Like people were playing Sims and like all that stuff. Wow. I was like on a, my, my music blog with no one else reading it and just like uh, writing about music, mm-hmm. uh, posting about like new artists that I would find and just like writing like I mean when I say writing like it was like this song I love the beat like very like yeah. I, like, I, the I like the beat yeah. I like the beat you know it was very that you yes. know it wasn't like like anything hardcore but uh over time like I really was like really invested in it mm-hmm. and like I would make like little headers every month like there would be an artist of the month on like as my header I would change yeah. it and it was at the time it was um it was Ali's blog like Ali's blog yeah so I like very much was like trying to hide my uh, 
like who the runner of the yeah. website was. Keep it like a little bit. Elusive. I wanted it to be mysterious. Like I was like, uh-huh. I didn't want anyone to know that I'm a boy or a girl. Like I was already like playing the non-binary card very early. Ahead <laughs> of her time, if you will. Yeah. And um, I just kept, I kept at it. And, you know, eventually I like developed a following. Like I noticed that people were visiting like the blog. Mm-hmm. I'm like, People are on this like daily and they're like interested. Granted, there was like some times where like I would post a link or two to download some music because back then, back then I didn't even like I saw everyone else was doing it. Exactly. All these sites that existed that were doing that. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, I guess if they're doing it, then I I can do it. It's fine. So like that obviously helped bring bring in the following as well. But I think people also just like liked my taste. Yeah, completely. Like, I would like write about these like random like pop stars who had like one song out mm-hmm. and these pop girlies who were just starting and um eventually I just like really started like to like really like p- put like a more serious tone yeah. to it as in like a way like taking it more professional. Of course. And over time it just kept like, it it worked. Like people were I had like there'd be like thousands of visitors a day sometimes. Crazy. It was crazy. Like to me that was nuts. That is. But like that was still my like little home yeah these people i could relate to like i would have like online friends and mm-hmm. little f- forums here and there or, like a little chat on the website where like yeah. everyone could like communicate through there I love that. and um i mean eventually when i when i really started taking it seriously was when i was starting to get like pitches mm-hmm. from like uh marketing and pr and labels yeah and artist uh managers Reaching sending out. people stuff and i'm like oh people are now sending me things so that I, I could put it on my website. Mm-hmm. Like they want me, they want my voice to like express this. Yep. And like, there's something here. And so like, I really like, like, I had to like focus on that. And I was like, you know, not focusing on my school as much. Like this was my focus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I would do okay in school. I wasn't like, yeah. you know, but like yeah. I was like 17, 18, like 19, like doing something, something, something was really yeah, working for me. Yeah, you had something at hand. Yeah, completely. And I was like, I don't, I have to focus on this. Absolutely. Like that's where like my, my brain went. C's uh, get degrees too. Yeah. High key. So. Yeah. Yeah. Degree got bag yeah. earned all of it so <clears throat> and i think the the moment that like really solidified it for me is when i was writing about this uh little artist you know she's indie rising right mm-hmm. now but uh, her name was lady gaga might uh, not have heard of her <laughs> random italian lady yeah but she, there was this uh this pr lady who was like very like work, very much working on her project named natalie and i fucking love i'm sorry for cursing Uh, (laughs) there was this woman named natalie who was so enthusiastic about my taste and she like really thought i had like had a she like really like and wasn't yeah completely liked what i was doing and she was like there's this girl lady gaga she's like she's like this she's like this thing i feel like you'd be into her and she sent me the one song she had out just dance and like just dance would like had like just premiered on the youtube yeah like no real traction on it Mm mm-hmm and I was like, I think we're, we like we really believe in her, what she's doing. She's going to be a big star, blah, blah, blah. And so I wrote about Just Dance. And uh, then, like, the months would go on. She was starting to get, like, little things here and there, like the the So You Think You Can Dance. Like, you know, yeah. things were, like, they were trying to push her a little bit yeah, more. Completely. And then they offered me an interview as the album was approaching. But they sent me the album the fame like literally months before the album came out and i still have it in my apartment like this like jewel k cd with like a little sticker that says lady gaga the fame with a full album on it and some of them are like the demo versions like beautiful dirty rich love game they sound like the demo versions of the of the of the album and they sent me it um to like interview her before yeah and i 
I, they gave me like 10 minutes. I ended up talking to Lady Gaga for 30 minutes because I had no, it was my first interview. Of course. I had never interviewed anyone in my life. Yeah. Little do you know. Little did I know that was going to happen. Ooh, you know what I mean? Wow. And I was a child. Like it's yeah. on YouTube. So if, if you're bored, Love. go listen to it. It's terrible. Um, like I'm, I'm fully just a fan talking to her yeah, on the phone. Yeah, just standing. Yeah. <laughs> So funny. It's so bad. Like it's, I have tried to listen to it. I can't because I'm just so embarrassed. But uh, you know, there was some formal. For, I was asking questions. Yeah, completely. You know, there was some sort of structure. Yeah, she knows what she's doing. <laughs> uh, but I was totally a fair girl. But uh, it was like one of those things where you know I really championed her and like was introducing to these people. Yeah. And there's still this to this day that like people come up to me that used to visit my site. Like people Aww. that I've gotten to meet in real life, like come to the DJ gigs and have said, you know, I used to visit your blog back in the day when I was in college and like first semester, blah, blah, blah. Crazy. And I remember when you first wrote about Lady Gaga and you interviewed her, like people tell me this back to yeah. me. And I'm like, what? You were like, you That's were insane. you were one of those people? Like, mm -hmm. it's crazy. Um, so after that, it kind of just was like, I kind of, cause I saw, I got to see the rise after. And I was like, like, oh, like, I, me someone like knew I was in the like I was in the know before everybody else mm -hmm. and like I should like really like use this as my thing yeah so like I kind of like took uh anytime I would see like a new artist coming that I was really passionate about where I really believed in them like I made sure to like really like put a focus on them and so right. like, I kind of like became like my thing like introducing new artists to people interesting and it still is still still <laughs> years later so do you reach out like at that point like did you just start reaching out to guests and uh, would just try to book these interviews yourself a lot of it was still kind of just like i would get asked amazing i would get I asked that. so like i got after that like it kind of was like i got to do robin during body talk era uh, do got to do jojo during her like um like what her weird like label yep. issues and all American Rejects, Jesse McCartney, like the Veronicas. Like uh, there's like, I can't even remember the amount of people that I've interviewed, but. You interviewed Madonna too, right? Yeah, but that came like later. Later, so of course, but. I was still doing stuff for my blog, but then eventually like uh, things kind of came full circle mm -hmm. with Jared and he offered me a job. And I was, uh, I was like in my soft, first, what's the second year of college? Sophomore, I think. Yeah, sophomore, yeah. right? Uh, I was trying the college thing mostly for my mom. Yeah, she was like, "I want you to go to school. You, you need this," because she didn't understand what this, what I was doing. Yeah, like you're making money in a career online, and how does that work? Yeah, she did not understand it at all. And like, I honestly, like, I couldn't blame her because it was like I didn't know what I was doing exactly. either. I was just going with the flow. It was very much fake it till you make it. Yeah. Uh, so I couldn't explain it to her. So like, my, me going to school was like a way of trying to like appease her. Yeah. Um. But the just Jared at some point, it was like a perfect timing too because I was really like not into school. I just mm -hmm. like I loved my writing classes. Obviously, like for some, obviously I'd be good at the writing part. Yeah, like my my English teacher. I remember I have like this vivid memory that I have of like school because I really did not give a shit about it. I'm sorry to everyone who liked school. Um, love that for <laughs> truly love it for y'all. But I encourage if you need to go do that. <laughs> but uh, I remember my English classes. Like I got like an assignment like the week of and like I procrastinated and wrote it like the night before like nothing mm -hmm. and I was like she's like read it out in class as the best piece of the of, of the week and Aww. I was like what I did not I literally lied in this entire paper yeah. <laughs> this is a fantasy yeah literally this is fiction <laughs> but mama. she was obsessed with it I was like okay so like obviously like 
I'm not making up that like I also know how to do this. Yeah, completely. And I never had any like other than school like real. It was just like me constantly reading things all mm-hmm. the time. It's like I I like you adapted just knew about it. Yeah, I, I adapted the way it should be. Right. Um, but uh, yeah. The just Jared offered me a job. He like asked me out to like brunch one day. Yeah. And he was like, hey, so like if you're interested, there's this job opportunity. You can work for us. You'd be working from home and yada yada. So like then I was like, oh, now I have a job. I'm I'm 20, uh, 21, freshly 20, mm-hmm. 20. I think I got the job when I was 20. Wow. Writing for Just Jared, this huge celebrity gossip website. It's crazy. From my home. Ahead of her time. I was like, Working is, from home ahead of her this, time. It, it was nuts to me. Yeah. Like I was like, I don't know how this is happening, but like I'm just going to go with it. So I like you know I have to give a shout out to him. Um, I worked for them for like a good amount of time, like eight years. Um, but that's it. Kind of helped, you know, kind of like because I was getting like income and I was doing things that like I loved. Yeah, I was also able to like gain a lot of connections Completely. too. So like they would send me out to like screenings and like things that like I never thought I'd be able to go to. Right, and, like uh, listening parties, all these things that like I would get mm-hmm. invited to on my own, but like then having the the cosign of it just helps. Jared, it helped even more. A lot, you know yeah. what I mean. So uh, a lot of interviews like happened for myself. Because I would take advantage for both, you know. I would give a little bit to myself and a little bit to just Jay. Exactly. And he was um, completely cool with that, which I like. You know, was also a great thing to have. Mm-hmm. Um, the Madonna thing came through just like my uh, relationship with a PR company called Carpel Group, who like I very much still work with today. Love those guys, um, and they were working with Madonna's team, like. Uh, Madonna's like main publicist she had for like years. I think her name was Linda Rosenberg. I could be saying mm-hmm. it wrong. But uh, it was during the Rebel Heart era. Uh, they were they said there was an opportunity for a roundtable interview with wow. me and a couple other gay journalists if you were interested in being part of it. And when I got that email, I was like, are you kidding? This is a joke? Yeah. Like, the Madonna is going to be in a room with me and me. A, a couple other gays? That's crazy. It was it was terrifying also terrifying really i, I could imagine yeah i was remember i was like sweating bullets and i was like fully like imposter imposter syndrome like imposter syndrome yeah like i'm like i do not belong here like why am i here mm-hmm. i should not be here this is madonna like the queen of pop <laughs> That's uh, years yeah. into her career too like yeah. legendary status been established that's wild yeah yeah how do you stay calm in that i mean like you probably didn't but like you just have a job to be done. You know what? Just don't do it. You know what? I think some. I have to like remind myself of all the things that I, all the times that I stay, I've stayed calm in situations that I probably shouldn't have stayed calm in. I have this uh, (laughs) thing called delusion, um, (laughs) like where I just like, like I convince myself Mm -hmm. that I could do it, you know? Absolutely. And I just do it. And I just, I'll just do it. That's like showmanship though. Yeah. Like that's just like, okay, fear, whatever, doubts, imposter syndrome, like let her have her moment. But then once like lights, camera, action are on, it's like, okay. So. It's weird. Like I don't even know how to explain it. It's like, I kind of like black out. Yep. I kind of had those moments like when I've had like, higher profile like some like moments like that like at work and anything you kind of just like black out go into it and it's a great experience you're just like i don't remember anything that happened it's like yep. seeing a movie you love yep. like you leave and you're like i don't remember shit from it but i know it's fantastic <laughs> yeah yeah or it went really bad but delusion <laughs> it's there to carry you through it convince yourself <laughs> delusion is tea and it's funny because you mentioned like fame aragaga and everything and i've been going back to like that era a lot especially as i'm in like my mid-20s quarter life crisis finding myself career change whole moment and i'm like 
Her delusion is literally what brought her to where she is now. And That's what that still. whole album was about. It was about the fame. Literally. That literally. she did not have at the time, but then she convinced herself to get it. Yeah. And yeah. she got it. Exactly. There was that one interview where she's just like, even if I'm not a star, I just continue to tell myself, you're a star. You yeah. got it. Just keep on going. Yeah. Work every morning. Work hard. All that. And I feel like that's still carrying her now. Totally. Like through all these different roles and endeavors and career changes. Yeah. She does. Like people didn't think she could be an Oscar winning actress. And now. Look at her now. Here she is because of delusion. Exactly. Isn't she fucking exactly. exactly. And I think that a lot of my, like, you know, as all of us gays had like that. Gaga mother monster like moment like she helped us through yeah. so much but it's so in my case like it really is like yeah. having her be like my first interview I was like so I felt like even though she didn't she even in the interview she was like she said at the very end at the very end she's like John it's like, I want to just thank you for talking with me today it's like I feel like you you know you get it like she said something Aww. along those lines and that was very much like a check mark in my brain yeah like this artist who like later that I got to see become this huge huge star she told me when I talked to her that I understood you get it uh you know what I mean yeah and I think I, I've always like carried that with me for sure that's very much like some type of like mother affirmation especially we were talking about like the missing encouragements like what a way to be encouraged yeah totally you know and i think i got that also from the madonna and later in life too because she didn't say necessarily a compliment to me but it was like in the most madonna way this is the way i took mm -hmm. it there was so i had my really good friend benuti help me with this inter come up with interview questions because he is like the bona fide madonna stan love yeah and uh, I was like, you need to help me come up with the questions. Like, let's, let's listen to this album together and, like, let's really dig into it and, like, mm -hmm. ask her questions that maybe she hasn't been asked before. Of course. Because Madonna has been asked every Everything. single question in the book. So, like, I wanted to go into it with a little bit new perspective. Yeah. So my angle was, like, let me go into it in a way that is, like, let's focus on this album because this is the more new stuff, Completely. right? So that's how I kind of went with it. And then... Um, there was a question that I asked her that kind of, which is funny when I think about it now, because she's having a very retrospective moment. Very. Uh, a celebration, if you will. Yeah. And during one of my questions, because there was a couple nods in the album and a couple of the lyrics to the songs about kind of like nodding to older songs of hers, mm -hmm. like lyrics from older songs. And my question was really, is like, are you at a point in your career where you're feeling like you're looking back a lot, like you feel like you're in a retrospective space? Yeah. And the way this woman looked at me with daggers in her eyes, like I thought like I like had dropped the baby oh or something. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like she was not like, I don't want to say offended, but like it was almost like, oh, like are you calling me old? Old, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, it's like, no, I'm just calling you Oh, even like, experience sounds bad shit. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. even like, like that, you know? But like I was like taking – I was yeah. taking a note that she I has heard, a career. In, heard in her album. You know, they're, they're, you're referencing to your own, your own lyrics, mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. And But she answered it really well. Like she was – you know, but like I felt that Madonna energy from her. And I ha yeah. we hadn't seen that in part in the interview at all at any point. Wow. And so I was like, oh, part of it was like I did something right there. Yeah, because then in that moment you're like, oh, shit. Like we're not just talking like a facade. We're talking to Madonna. Yeah, like now like that she's like fully being herself and gives you that like bitch, I'm Madonna moment. No pun intended because that's how much she's yeah, like, You know what I mean? Like, we all, I, if any journalist would be lucky for Madonna to look at you with daggers for a question. I'm like, you know what? I'll take you it. You earned <laughs> that. And it was around other journalists too. No, she Yeah, and they that. all used her uh, answer that she gave to me in all their pieces. So I think it worked out. <laughs> look 
what happens when you're ahead of the game, girls. Look what happens. What's been your favorite interview you've done? Uh, I mean, that one was magical. Of course. We got to take pictures with her afterwards. And my favorite thing, mind you, like she was, aside from the, the daggers moment, she was a completely a gracious queen. Um, introduced herself to everybody, shook mm -hmm. everyone's hands. Like we got to take pictures with her afterwards. And my favorite moment and during that was when I stood right next to her. And we were getting ready to take this picture and she could feel like my nervous, excited Aww. energy. And she goes to me, she's like, you know, you're short, right? And I was like, yes, Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> she said, you're short? She's like, you know, you're short, right? <laughs> wow. I was like, yes, Madonna. She's like, but you have fabulous hair. Like something like that. Oh, that's so nice. Like I, she just like gave me a little like comment here. Exactly. Like, and then of course we take the picture and my face is fully like. <laughs> Standing out, yeah. <laughs> So Aww. that's definitely one of my favorite moments. And then honestly, what am I, I want to say uh, one of my more recent favorites is like just me got to like you were in the room with me. I got to meet yeah. Ray after interviewing her. Um, and I thought she was such a special, special human. And then also, uh, I guess after that is Dua. Dua. I got to interview Dua really yeah. early on. And she was fantastic. Yeah. And I've had some, uh, I've had a lot of like, run-ins and moments with her yeah yeah we'll mm -hmm. say that uh, yeah, yeah we've had some moments together and um she's definitely one of those girls who i saw it for her from the very beginning yeah my friend julian was kind of like part of her team uh was sending me her stuff really early on and i could tell there was something there like from the very first songs Completely. like from new from the new love and like hotter than hell, like yeah. all those moments um, when they were just coming out. I got to hear some Ugh. of these songs before they were coming out. And I was like, this girl has it. Like there's something in her voice and also in these songs that like she is gonna be a star. Like yeah. I knew it, I knew it. Um, so she, and when I got to interview her, it was for just Jared and myself as well. Um, she was so gracious, so chill. Like it was just like a hanging out with a friend. Yeah. Like it was like backstage. Before, she was like rehearsing for opening for Choice of On at the time, and um, I remember just like we were talking like this, like we're talking right mm -hmm. now. And even she would take a moment, like if she needed water, she'd be like, "Would you like some water?" And she'd like, go and get it for me. And then you know, like we would just like a girl's very, girl, a girl's girl. Yeah. Like she was very, and like I will say, like at, every single time I got to hang out with her after that, it was the same. She was I very like that. humble, humble, humble girl, and you could tell that she just really was wanting to like uh, put in the work. You could feel yeah. that from her, and she fully did. I mean, especially now with like future nostalgia and everything, like that whole era came about from what people online were saying about her, and she yeah. was like, "Okay, I'm not gonna clap back. I'm not gonna cry about it. I'm gonna take notes. I'm gonna listen and watch." Yes. Yes, and we all watch, and we're streaming still. In yeah, no, yeah, she has a, an amazing work work ethic, and also she's just kind. She's just kind, yeah. no matter what room she's in, she's kind. Yeah, and she has a podcast now too, and it's yeah. great, and her energy is great and uh -huh. warm, and like you could tell, she's just a very like curious girl. Like yes. she she's a huge star, yet she loves talking to these other people uh -huh. and putting them on her platform yeah. and whatnot. She seems like a great girl. I think she very much is like like you. She likes to absorb everything as much as possible. Mm. She wants to know because it's all. If anything, it's only going to expand your mind and expand your like references, expand everything. Exactly. And as for an artist like her, who's like constantly having to evolve and stuff, you kind of have to. Yeah, you want to be like well referenced, especially in like you're creating, you're trying to evolve and renew yourself as Absolutely. time and time goes by. So it seems like everybody that like you interview before they take off are the ones that. I'm telling you, it's my so thing. You really, it's kind of my thing. that's a really like really special 
thing. And I'm glad you know that yeah. now because like I've known like some of like your journey when I, and I've done research and just like knowing you briefly, like, you know, nothing comes easy, but like hearing all that you have to been through and like hearing how it comes down to that full circle moment is really like oh, yeah. so well-deserved. Oh my God. Now it's like, I'm like a monster. Like everyone created a monster. All those little like re reassurances <laughs> th throughout my career, my life. I like everyone around me, my friends, my family, like my chosen family, like they fully created a monster and they're all like, oh my God, John, relax. <laughs> no, I don't consider it a monster, they love it though. a they glamorous love it though. monster. No, yeah, it's like, it's good. Like I definitely do have like this, I mean like in a space now where uh, I definitely feel fully like in power. Yeah. yeah. It seems like you're doing what you're meant to do. Yeah. You know, even now with DJing. Yeah. It's perfect. Like yeah. you're making spaces for people to just come dance their asses off and like hear songs that they might not hear at yes. every single club, you know? Like I know I'm gonna hear Spice Girls and Sugar Babes like when I go see you at yeah. Playhouse. Whereas like if I go to anywhere, any other bar, like I'm not gonna hear them, I'm just gonna hear top 40 hits yeah, and yeah. all that, which we love Ava Max, but like <laughs> I love Ava Max mixed and mastered by you, preferably. Yes, yes, because then right after it might be a song that you weren't expecting. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So how's DJing been? And like what kind of made you be like, okay, writing and interviewing has been cool, let's pivot and do something else. Uh, again, like a happy accident. Like a lot of my friends would just say to me, it's like, you make playlists all the time. Mm -hmm. Like you, you know about music. Like, why aren't you just DJing? Like, I want to listen to the music that you tell, tell us to listen to. Yeah. And like, I feel like there, there was a group of us, like me and my besties, John and Amanda, you know, I would like literally just like force music upon them all the time. Um, but we they would love it, you know, and we would just jam out and they're like, I wish we could go out and dance to this, but we can't, you know? Yeah. And it kind of started from that idea, stemmed from that idea. I love that. And then um, I got really, uh, I was, I walked into like one of my favorite bars at the time. I think it was like 22, 23. My friend Aaron, Aaron Pfeiffer, who's a singer, um, worked at Barracuda at the time. I walked into the bar. Uh, I was hanging out for a bit and talking to him. And then I, I was listening to the music and um, I was like, this music, I'm like, this sounds like uh, my playlist that I just put out. He's like, He's like, you mean your dance, your dance playlist? I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's, like every song is from it. He goes, oh yeah, that's Joe. Like, I think he like just glows to your blog and stuff. No way! <laughs> wow. Okay. Hire so me. I was like, what? He's like, then I should be back there. If that's the case. Yeah, literally. And he's like, my friend was like, yeah, you should. Do you want me to ask? Aww. <laughs> and I was like, wait. I was like, wait. What do you mean? He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. You wanna, you wanna try? And fully, mm -hmm. like that's what it was. It was like again wow. a happy accident. And he was like, I'll, I'll talk to the manager and see like maybe like in a month or two, we could get you in there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. So in that like Perfect. month span time, I like bought like the time, like the cheapest equipment possible. And was like mm -hmm. teaching myself how to DJ in my apartment. And um, really? I went for it, did a night. They were like mostly happy with it. I think because I made it a thing, invited all my friends and everyone came. Got you, yeah. It became like this little moment. Yeah, you were uh, a host too. You yeah, brought the girls yeah. in, So absolutely. I think they liked that I brought people into the bar. Mm -hmm. So I think that was more of it at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, and then they kind of just like have, once, once a month they would have me. And then eventually when I think I actually was like really figuring out how to actually do it. Mm. And by then, it's not even like I knew everything, but like I knew most of it. Yeah, of course. I could get by. Right. And I think I got by a lot because of my taste. Like, yeah. I knew what to play. Exactly. Once you have that, like, I mean, you got to have, like, rhythm and, you know, some type of musical skill or attachment. But, like, once you have the taste, like, I think that's a lot of it. To go. When you're DJing, it's, like, the people that you gravitate towards. It's, like, you could have the best skill set 
or the worst skill set. But yeah. like, if you got good taste, you could kind of like get by, you know. And exactly. I kinda, and I have to be honest, I really did kind of get by on the music taste for like of the first like first few years for yeah. sure. And Barracuda like offered me like a residency. They like. You, you, we would like to have you here every other Saturday if you mm -hmm. want. And then I said, am I going to turn that down? I'm, I'm like, there. all of a sudden I'm a DJ now. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of just went with it. And that Barracuda, like, that was my first bar that I got to work with. And mind you, that's like a staple in New York. Absolutely. So for like a, be my first job, my first DJ gig to have like a residency at a staple bar in yep. New York, I was like, absolutely. Um, so I kind of just ran with it would teach myself and be like really invested in it, trying to make special nights. I would mm -hmm. do like special nights at Barracuda, like I'd have Britney night, yep. I would have Rihanna night, Janet night. Uh, I would make it a thing, you know? Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, I just, it kind of like, was like a trickle effect. Like yeah. people would come to see me and then people would be like, oh, you should hire this DJ. This DJ should do this, mm -hmm. do this. And it kind of just like, I never, I never saw myself as a DJ. Never really? saw myself DJing. But there was a love that uh, I found doing it. Also because I, because I'm such a people person, and I would, I realize that I'm very like, um, what's it called? I'm very like, a, what's it called when you're just like constantly watching? Like observant. I'm very observant. Yeah. Yes, that's the word. Very observant. Even like when I'm just around friends at a party mm -hmm. like I'm very observant so like DJing very much works in that way of course uh so I was very I would very much like pick people in the room and mm -hmm. pay attention to them throughout the night and would kind of help that guide the way I would DJ that's a very yeah great idea yeah because for a while I was DJing for myself mm -hmm. I was just playing music that I wanted to hear but that doesn't work for a space when you're playing music for an entire room exactly it could be biased like you might think you're turning it and everyone else is like girl turn this yeah. off yeah and I mean there are DJs who do do that like you know they're playing the stuff they want to play of course but in the space that I was in in gay bars like yeah. you're playing music for people to have an escape crowd night pleasers and yeah crowd pleasers and stuff like that so I started out being a DJ for myself, but then I, I eventually like molded the two and became a DJ for everybody else. Mm. And there is power in that. There's power in the way it can make you feel yeah. just because of the reaction you get. But then there's also the power of how you can make other people feel. Yeah. And that is a special thing. Yeah. That's such a special thing. And there'd be times where like some pride events that I would get booked for where it was like magical, where like I saw like rooms of people singing along, hands in the air, like yeah. everyone's like having a blast. There'd be times where I would leave those gigs and fully like be crying in my cab home oh. because it was like of what I was able to like help make. Right, completely. Yeah, like DJs are so essential and that's why I like to DJs that I love, like I don't care if I sound crazy obsessed with them, but it's like I low key am because yeah. it's like, y'all have literally made some of the best nights like we've had out. Like, yeah. you know, like you guys pretty much just like soundtrack people's nights going out the yeah. first thing they say like on monday when somebody's like yeah how's your weekend yeah we went out friday to playhouse or three dollar bill like the dj was amazing da -da -da. we have to go next week like yeah yeah that's the first thing they bring up so like y'all really do have power yeah. yeah yeah and it's like a something that like i've learned to like really like uh like take as like a a hug yeah way and less of more of like i'm cool like i'm like a cool tj in new york city yeah i don't really give a shit about being cool uh i'm very i I'm, i want to be someone who like leaves a mark in this world mm -hmm. that i am remembered as someone who like made people feel good made people feel special and made myself feel special you yeah. know that's kind of like my trajectory and i think 
the way the best way I can translate that is through like me DJing and doing these parties and making people feel good. So like that's kind of like I feel like a a gift that I am able to like do. So it's important. Yeah, it is a gift. Yeah, it really is. That's like such a beautiful way to end on. Yeah, like I don't even know what else to say left. Like that was that's so lovely and. Thanks for everything. No, yeah, for real. Thank like, you for having me. I never, I honestly like don't, I, I don't talk about all this that much. So thank you for having me, be able to like give me the space to do it. I love it. Of course, it's an honor. Like, like I said before, like I view you as like a cousin, but now I'm like, no, you give me like the gay older brother <laughs> I've never had, and I love that. Yes, like your career and everything, and I think like at Ray, like you even like gave me some advice or whatnot, and I was just like. He's somebody that like I could count for like when it comes to stuff like that because look at all that you've done and everything Absolutely. you mean it. And you're, you're already genuine. doing it. You're already doing it. Thank you. You're already doing it. Like just keep doing it. I, I like uh, consistency is key. Absolutely. Um, and I will say if you absolutely love it, then then you should be doing it. Yeah. Thank you. Duh. Well, where can everyone see you? Find you. Yes. All the uh, things because can, she's booked. Yes, yes. Uh you can find me on my Twitter, Instagram, yeah. J O N underscore Ali, like the boxer. Uh Hi. that's I uh I DJ Thursday through Sunday, depending uh on the week. Mm-hmm. I have different gigs on Fridays, kind of bounce around Brooklyn. Uh Thursdays and Saturdays you can find me at Playhouse. Uh and Sundays you can find me at Hardware. And uh yeah, I do private gigs I do big parties so like book me <laughs> love it and one more question because you have amazing taste what's an album or an artist everyone should be streaming like right, right now? now yeah whether they're already known not known maybe it's like an old album of theirs like what's like your kind of current album that's like girls listen to this okay I was my first thought was someone who was really I'm really biased about because I just interviewed them was SG Lewis's new album <sighs> but so if I want to give you someone a little pop history, okay, for the <laughs> the older generation meets the new generation, uh-huh. somewhere in the middle, Miss Britney Spears again because I'm biased. Um, in the zone, I think that's a one of those pop albums that uh, really like summarizes who Britney Spears is as a pop artist, absolutely, because it's the pop that she gave us from early on, like that dramatic, fun, flirty, sexy pop yeah. magic. But then also like her grown up side is in there too. Like mm-hmm. the more se- like feeling her sexual liberation, becoming a woman yeah. and like all that. And it really molds those two together so effortlessly. And also Beautifully. it was like her prime, I feel like. I so agree. if you want a little bit of pop history knowledge when it comes to pop stars, this is that album. Cause it's all the things pop should be in one album. I knew it. I trusted you. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't go by <laughs> Zodiac signs. I go by, we love both, but I'm like blackout or in the zone. Who are you? Yeah. yeah. I'm an in the zone girl. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I got that boom, boom. I'm outrageous. I'm shadow. Even if you will, yeah. I'm don't hang up. She, all of it. She touched every single Everything. mark. Yeah. She experimented without appropriating or sounding like she's wearing a costume head to toe flawless album in my opinion yeah and she gave us like the fun flirty stuff but then she also gave us her like every time and like touch my hand it's so and also like breathe on me has to be one of the best pop songs recorded ever sorry time across (laughs) britney's stands like that's just her best song like you ask any britney stand that knows more than just toxic everyone is gonna say breathe on me yes is her it's the most perfect song i think that exists 
And she even knows it too. Yeah, like she, it's in everything she does. Everything. It's yeah. in everything she posts even. Like she will not talk about her career, but like breathe on me. Uh-huh. Oh no, she'll she'll stream that one and spin to that one in her living oh, yeah. room. Yeah. For sure with the cat in the background mm-hmm. and all that. But my love, <laughs> thank you so much for coming. Let's hang soon. Yeah, and do absolutely. all the things. Hopefully I can make it Saturday. Yeah, twirl. come twirl. Come twirl. I love twirling with you. <laughs> it's a great time. Hopefully you see. I have a fantastic Oh, I know. I saw. My favorite time. was watching you through the Ariana party. It was my favorite, actually. Because <laughs> there really? would be moments. Because oh, you were like such, you were like right in front of the DJ yes. booth. And when it was, when I was, just, when I decided to have like the little slow Ari moment. Because like I was mm-hmm. talking about Joe, who was DJing with me. And I was like, I, the girls need the slow Yeah, moment. we need a we safety net. We have to do it. Hello. Yeah. Um, and he was like. He's like, you do it. You do it. I was like, okay. So I fully took control of that, that whole slow. And you, the way you were re- react to like all the songs was so funny. <laughs> you know, I lost my voice because of that party. I lost my voice for a full week. I thought I had laryngitis because of that party. My voice was gone. I left with my friends. And when I was talking, I was talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like ordering the car with no voice. And I'm just like, those bitches really <laughs> did that. But it was so fucking worth it. That yeah. was... 2023 just started. I'll continue to say, like, that was an excellent way to start the year. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad. Best party of the year. Once the end of the year comes around, I'll still be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, thank you. We'll twirl and talk more. (laughs) Yes, yes. Later. Everyone, you can catch me on Instagram at badbussy on Instagram. And you could find the me, myself, fans, socials, all that, YouTube link, Spotify, stream, leave a review, all that. And let me know who else you want to see on the show later. So, we'll see y'all next week. Thank you. Yeah, we did it.